Grey's Anatomy, House, and the list goes on. You've been watching season premieres all this week, but now it's time for what you've really been waiting for. That's right, this is Show Me Your News, and we're in season two. This week on Show Me Your News, two final smashes, trophies return, and tournament mode. We cover them all in this week's rundown. Usually we're lucky if we get one final smash in a week, but this week we got two of them. What's the main gripe about Rocket Barrel Barrage? What's the highlight about Triple Finish? And is there a downside to getting too many final smashes too soon? Stickers aren't alone in the Smash collectible world as trophies are making their return from Melee. Did we get hints of new characters with this update? What has changed in the trophy scene? And could there be Wi-Fi possibilities? Tournament mode is returning from Melee and it's making its presence known. What can be depicted from the screenshots? What's different about the mode compared to its Melee incarnation? And what's the biggest complaint surrounding this update? This week on Roundtable, Samurai Panda joins me as we discuss our biggest hopes for Brawl, Online, and Snake's impact on Nintendo's company relations. This section is unscripted and something you have all have wanted to hear for quite some time. You won't be disappointed. This week's Brawl viewpoint comes to us from Piffman 2 and centers around alternate costumes. What could be the best use of these outfits? And what are some of Piffman 2's ideas for costumes? You'll definitely have to listen to find out. Masahiro Sakurai, I implore you to... Show me your news! This is Show Me Your News, a Super Smash Brothers Brawl discussion podcast. All support comes from the Smash World forums at smashboards.com and the Smash Brothers blog at www.smashbrawl.com. And now, here's your host, Yoko, with... Show me your news! Well, hello, Smash fans. Welcome to Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source, recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. My name is Yoko, and I'm here this week to go over the news from the past week for you all in audio format. Today is September 30th. This is week 13 of the podcast and the start of season 2. I hope you all enjoy the changes, keeping the podcast fresh while maintaining all that juicy Smash goodness. Show Me Your News is up on iTunes for your iPods to subscribe to, and you can check out Show Me Your News on the Smash Brothers blog at smashboys.com smyn. Thanks to our wonderful moderator support over at Smash World Forums. Now let's kick off this season the right way by getting right on into... The Rundown. Let's start off the rundown by going over the updates that didn't make the cut. There's only one that didn't do that this week though, as right in the middle of the week on Wednesday, we learned that Mr. Rossetti from Animal Crossing was the next character announced to take up an assist trophy spot. In Animal Crossing, Rossetti lectured the player when he restarted the game in any way. Nintendo knew that players did so if certain game events didn't go their way, and this lecturing is now featured in Brawl as such. Girl, what's the big idea? Treat me like an item, huh? If I can move around on my own, join this here, Brawl? Ooh, look out! Let me tell you all about assist trophies, alright? The items that call up who knows what. 
Most of the time, it's some good egg who's gonna help you lay down the law. That's a good thing, and I got a nice shiny new pick. Waiting to see who shows up will get that ticker pumping, believe you me. But that ain't what happens when I'm on the job, get me? Kirby? Pikachu? You be running home to mama! Now, props to you if you can identify where that song is from. But now there are comments on certain things like a new Mario aerial move or a potential Yoshi air dodge, but I'm not going to get into that. You can check the boards for that if you must. On topic though, I was talking to my friend J-Man Smash from SWF this week about the updates and he said, Mr. Rossetti is like a Goldeen that lectures you. And that couldn't be more right on. Maybe if characters actually did fall asleep in front of his lecturing, he'd be of some use, but otherwise, he's a pointless, worthless distraction, albeit amusing. Getting to the main updates though, we typically get one final smash in a week if we do at all, but two in a week is rather astounding and unheard of. That is until this week. Tuesday was the Halo 3 release date, but how did Sakurai respond? By Diddy Kong trying to do his best Master Chief impression. Using his final smash called Rocket Barrel Barrage, Diddy combines his standard and up Bs to fly up in the sky and rain down a peanut onslaught on the field. Sakurai claims that the peanut's explosions will fall straight down on the field, so you move Diddy left and right to direct him. And of course, when time runs out, the barrels explode, Diddy falls, and you can eat the peanuts to regain minimal health. Really straightforward, actually. But is it original? Oh, no way. If I was a Diddy fan, I would be extremely disappointed in the total lack of originality that this move involves. I mean, I haven't played his games a whole lot, I know that some people were suggesting a guitar-based move, but there has to be some other move that his final should be, right? Unless you count Mario Finale as a super ultra mega fireball, and Zero Laser as a jumbo mammoth tremendous charge shot, no Final Smash so far has been a souped up version of a special attack. I don't think a lot of people like that at all. I think we all want a fresh new attack that reflects the epitome of what the character can accomplish as an attack. Now a good example of this was Pokemon Trainer's Final Smash that we got on Thursday, and I was frankly stunned when I saw this just because of the dual Final Smash updates in a week. Even still, this attack is well done, even though I had said in a past episode that I would love for the final to have Red just pull out a legendary Pokemon to annihilate the competition. This attack, called Triple Finish, was actually rather predictable to call, as Squirtle, Ivysaur, and Charizard are all called out, regardless of which one picks up the Smash Ball. The three Pokemon then attack with their best attack, Hydro Pump, Solar Beam, and Fire Blast respectively, in one insane combination of Poke Death. Isn't it a beautiful combination, just like Sakurai says? As a Poke fan though, I think the fact that makes this update in Final Smash is the text at the bottom of the screen. That's just amazing. Obviously it really shows that Sakurai is taking the littlest facets of the represented franchises and implementing them into Brawl. And that's just great to see, even if you're not a fan of seeing it's super effective, which, if you ask me, is the most popular and important phrase of the entire Pokemon video game franchise. This move definitely has a Mario finale feel to it though, and you better not get too close to it. Take Sakurai's advice and flee, because it seems to do more damage the closer you are to the source of the attacks. You might think that it's a downer to get all these final smashes, but if you really think about it, there are 20 characters announced so far, and assuming that Zero Suit Samus has a final smash, 10 more characters still need their finals revealed. If you're a fan of getting all the potential updates out of the way and wanting brand new things to come, you actually want all the finals you can get. We have all the characters announced that we know of, so now we're just waiting on newcomers. Mario Circuit and Helipad still have to be announced as stages, there are Subspace Emissary and many more game modes updates to go, and there seem to be a limitless number of items and music updates left in that all update picking basket. But soon, all will be revealed, and we couldn't be happier about it, now won't we?
The week started off with the news that trophies would indeed be returning. A lot of us were skeptical, especially after the stickers update, but it's true that Sakurai just loves to prove us wrong. Obviously they were popular enough that they are now back, and not too much has really changed from Melee. They are statues of characters or items from throughout Nintendo's universe, and they come complete with a description so you can learn about the trophy's personal history. The screenshot that showed us this personal history side of trophies was Uku from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. If I'm allowed to go on a little tangent here, as much as I love Twilight Princess, I really do not like Uku in the slightest. I don't know what the marketing or gameplay appeal is with this character, but someone sure wasn't thinking at Nintendo. This little bird thing can be found in dungeons and can warp you back to the beginning of the dungeon, which is a waste of a skill if you ask me. Just find a wall master to do that, honestly, or save your progress and restart the game. Plus the Uka were just a really annoying part of the backstory to Twilight Princess, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, and the music drives me nuts. Totally bonkers. Anyway, the trophies that we got a look at through screenshots got the brawl boards going as to potential characters that might be in the game, as usual. You know, I was glad to see Dr. Stewart from F-Zero, but it only put a glimmer of hope in my heart that Captain Falcon would be revealed in the week, but alas, that was to no avail. Did any of you notice that the screenshot is taking while the GameCube controller is being used? I guess I'm a little interested to see how the Wii Remote would work in viewing a trophy. Maybe you could actually grab the trophy with A and rotate it around, also pressing B and moving the Wii Remote forwards and backwards to zoom in or out, as the D-pad moves in the trophy positioning? We'll have to see. The last screenshot was also of some interest, as you could take notice at a Bulborb, which is one of the more recognizable enemies from the Pikmin series. And of course, the Olimar speculation theories began to pop up. True, Bulborb wasn't a trophy in Melee, if memory serves me correctly, but it has been about six years since Melee's release. With the success the Pikmin franchise has had on the GameCube, you knew that it was going to be featured in different aspects of Brawl. Just because an enemy is a trophy doesn't guarantee at all that the main character will be a playable one in this incarnation of Smash Bros. But I think we can all agree that the biggest change that has taken place with the idea of trophies as melee shifts into Brawl is synonymous with what you can do with stickers. You'll be able to orient trophies of your own choosing on a surface, change the background if you wish, basically organize the trophies however you want to like you could with stickers, and take a screenshot. This definitely leaves the door open for Wi-Fi possibilities, again, like sending the screenshot to your friends to prove that you've acquired a particularly rare trophy. And we all know what potential possibilities that could hold, so I'll spare you the details. What has me the most excited is the more I see, the more I love and want the Show Me Your News original idea of wagering and having traveling trophies and not just stickers. For those of you who are new to the podcast and didn't listen to episode 7, which is where stickers are announced, allow me to explain. The Madden franchise has gotten one thing right with its online play over the past several years. You can collect player cards in the game and then go online to wager them as you take on your friends. The possibility to do the same with stickers or trophies of Brawl amongst your friends could only be phenomenal. But the really incredible feature would be to have a traveling trophy feature. What this would entail would be to link a particular trophy between you and one of your friends. This idea, based off of what happens in college football since I'm a huge sports junkie, would mean that this trophy would go back and forth between you and your friend based on who wins matches between you two. It would be more like a bragging rights feature, and that just makes a whole lot of sense to me. It really wouldn't even be that difficult to implement, I'd imagine. That really does it for trophies, though. Not much has changed, but it's nice to see it return. Oh yeah, and if traveling trophies does happen, I think that the Smash Ball trophy would be among one of the most contested trophies, because that one looks just awesome, if you ask me. Tourney mode. Ugh, scratch that. 
Tourney sounds like you just gave up on saying tournament. It's not really a word I'm a fan of, so I'm just going to go with the real thing here. Friday ended off the week by telling us about Brawl's tournament mode. That's right, we got two game modes, two final smashes, and an assist trophy. Great week, huh? Anyway, tournament mode is, as it sounds and as we all know, a way to set up a tournament where you can battle your way to the top in a bracket style format, smashing characters left and right. Let's go through the process of setting up tournament mode step by step. First you have to determine how many players will compete in a match. The screenshot we were given tells us 2-4 to four players, and that's really basic cause... well, I don't need to explain that. I've never been a fan of 3 player matches myself, it just seems too out of place in the Smash world. Anyway, it seems from just the screenshots that all those strange loser out modes and whatnot are gone, which I guess is good cause to me, only the winner should advance in a tournament setting. But maybe that mindset is from really only playing 1v1 tournaments. Next is the number of entrants. It seems like the max is 32 opposed to melee's 64, or else you'd think that there would be arrows on each side for you to cycle through the options, right? But this is probably for the best anyway, 64 was just ridiculous and took way too much time, especially when you had to keep pressing B to skip through the computer matches that you really didn't want to see, because it was just unbearable to watch. After you determine the bracket, you move on to the rules, and there's not much we can deduce here. Obviously stocks will make a comeback, and why is stage choice blacked out? I don't think any of us have the slightest clue. So let's just keep moving past the screenshot, cause this is where it gets good. Here you get to select your characters. Not only do you get to pick your character and your name, but you seem to now have the ability to set personal handicaps where each character will start their damage counter at per life. I mean that's just really fascinating, if you want to give yourself even more of a challenge against level 9 computers than you might already, then this is how to do it. Start at 100% and for the love of god, I know it's cliche, but don't get hit. <gasps> Could this tournament mode actually be of some use like Melee's tournament mode was not? The character pictures are where it's at though for this update for me. Again the dojo debut picture is going to be the picture that is used to represent the character in the game, as it should be. The best part was to see the little icons will indeed be returning and most likely representing stocks as well. And again, even the little icons are representations of the dojo debut picture. This is just amusing for me and it won't mean too much in the long run, but you gotta take what you can from screenshots, right? Also another quick note to point out is maybe the pictures that also have the characters names very well might be something that is taken from the character select screen, so it's possible that we have an idea of what this looks like, but we don't know for sure. There are a couple more things that should be pointed out in the other screenshots. In the shot where you look like you're creating a name, it seems like Sakurai's team has finally nailed down what looks like taking a name from the Wii remote, so that's good to see a follow through on. Also it appears like you can see how the bracket is laid out before you make the decision to begin the tournament. This is a great change, because if you wanted to play against a friend in Melee, it was always a major hassle to face him in the first or second round when it should be in the final and you had to restart the entire tournament. And by the way, how did Donkey Kong pull out a victory in that bracket? That's just beyond me. If you ask me, I think the general reaction for this is negative and I'll tell you why. Yes, the tournament mode is a great mode and it's good to see it back, but what really struck me about the update is what didn't change. Sakurai should have been aware how tournaments are run these days for Melee, and he should have at least given the less casual players the option to do things like have best of sets and to ban stages and the like. At least the option, please! The tournament mode in Melee has always been frowned upon for its lack of customizable options, and it didn't seem like it all was improved that much for Brawl. I will admit that the handicap is a very nice touch, but things like that will only go so far. 
Although trust me, I might be retracting those statements if we get a tournament mode popping up as a Wi-Fi feature. But don't hold your breath. In a week that featured the Famitsu Animal Crossing character scan hoax, Nintendo Power getting their hands on Brawl in their next issue, and according to some sources, David Hayter officially returning as Snake's voice for Brawl. That does it for the rundown. Now it's time to kick off the one and only... Roundtable Hello, this is Yoko from Show Me Your News, and this is the Roundtable. I am joined this week by Samurai Panda. He's going to be my guest partner at the Roundtable for the next several bi-weekly uh, segments. And Samurai Panda, welcome. Thanks, Yoko. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Um, I guess I'm going to introduce myself now, and not a lot of you know me. Well, I mean, a lot of you have probably read what I've done before. The translation thread uh, is, you know, my pride and... and um, I, I guess a lot of information, like, you know, not all characters will return, has come from that. Um, I, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I, I play Ganondorf. I've been playing Smash since it came out, but uh, off and on until the last two years, I've been playing it rather hardcore, and I discovered Smash Boards. Um, I'm a junior at the University of Michigan, the same uh, university that Yoko goes to, um, oddly enough. And, um, well... I'm a, uh, I'm a double major, Japanese studies and behavioral neuroscience, and uh, I'm a huge Smash fan, so hopefully, you know, I'll give more of a, a, a hardcore player's view, while Yoko's going to give the casual player's view, and um, I think we'll mesh well. We'll leave that up to you guys to decide, though. It definitely has a lot of potential, that's for sure. Anyway, we're using new uh, programs, and also we're not using the script at all, so, you know, if we stumble a little bit, please bear with us, but we're going to do the best we can. So Samurai Panda, you know, we're going to start off, you know, very basic. What's, what's your biggest hopes for Brawl? Well, um, I'm going to start with characters. Uh, in terms of my biggest hopes for Brawl, you know, everyone everyone has some character, you know, some obscure character that probably won't make it in, but they really hope it does. Mine is Knuckles. I know how, how strange that is, but I, I really like him. And, you know, I also, I don't know why, but I'm a fan of Crystal. I, there's something about her. I never liked any of the games she was in. Um, they weren't very fun, but I don't know. I, I think she'd make a good character. What do you think, Yoko? Yeah, Knuckles is definitely a baller, but you know, I don't know if that's like too much of a chance. I mean, Sonic. I'm a, Sonic's my homeboy. I gotta go with Sonic as one of my favorites, and Ridley too. And you know, for I've played you know Metroid Prime. That's really the only Metroid game I've played. But man, Ridley is just he's just awesome. And you know, obviously you know that Raichu's my favorite Pokemon, and I think Saruku, Saruku made a mention of this in uh, the last one of the last episodes of Who's Who's In, and uh, one of my biggest hopes for characters, but I've kind of resigned myself to the fact that she won't get in, is a mid Midna Wolf Link combo, and I think there'd just be great possibilities. And love playing Twilight Princess, but you know, you, you know, you can always hope, and you just gotta you know take what what, what comes, you know. Yeah, I mean personally, I think that was, that was a great idea. Whoever thought of that, you know, props to them. That is a you know, awesome character stuff. I read, you know, the different move lists they have for for that, you know, combo. Really cool stuff. Uh, yeah. Plus, I mean, they could always throw in, like, um, I don't know, some new Zelda character. They started on the new Zelda game already. They started, actually, before Twilight Princess came out. So, you know, who knows? We might get a Zelda that, you know, a Link version that we've never even seen before. That would be pretty intense. So, hey, so what uh, gameplay aspects are you personally looking forward to the most? Well, uh, you know, 
The gameplay difference between 64 and Melee was huge, and what I'm looking forward to most is not, you know, what it will be, it's just the difference from Melee. Like, a lot of people say, oh, it looks like, you know, Melee 2 or something, you know, not, not a huge difference, but, I don't know, I'm, I'm really hoping that it feels different and the gameplay just, you know, I don't know, it's been six years with Melee, you know, so I, I'm just hoping for something new. I definitely agree. Like the feel has got to be different. As much as Melee is an amazing game, like the feel has just got to be really different. And I kind of want actually Wave Dash in return. And I know there there's some you know evidence that say that it will, and some evidence that it says it won't. But you know, I just for the people who really want it in, I would just rather have it in. And if you don't use Wave Dash, then you know don't use it. But that's just a personal decision that I have. Yeah, you know, I in my uh, Brawl viewpoint last season, I threw in, you know, maybe I'm wrong, maybe Wave Dash will come back and they'll make it, you know, an actual technique, like they made spiking, you know, an official kind of, you know, technique. And, you know, I think if they worked the Wave Dashing, they could really make it uh, a, a big part of the game. I think that'd be kind of cool. That's something I really want as well. I mean, I want every character to have a spike. And I'm not just talking the Meteor off the, uh, the Footstool Stomp. But, like, for those characters that have the drill kicks, like, I, I play a fox, and, like, as nice as the drill kick is, it really doesn't do anything except you're doing, like, drill shines, and that's about it. So, I mean, if every character has a spike, that would that would just make the game for me, pretty much, in terms of a gameplay aspect. Yeah, I, I totally agree there. I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't give every character, like, you know, a spike in Melee. They tried, they gave most characters a spike, but they inexplicably let, let out, like, you know, Roy and stuff like that. Like, I have no idea why, you know... Gliding, I think, is kind of cool. Uh, I mean, if you didn't catch it in the update, they said, you know, you can glide when you're on the peak of one of your jumps. So it looks like, you know, those Peach players that used to hold down and jump and, you know, kind of hover on the ground there, I guess that's uh, probably out now. I agree, I agree. Are there any stages that you're looking forward to? You know, there is something about the Brawl stages that I've noticed uh, that I have to say I'm, I'm rather pleased about. They have simplified the, you know, platforms, and uh, that's one of the big problems I, I feel like in Melee, is that the the platforms were either the standard three-platform one or, you know, not much deviation, and when there was deviation, it was way too much, making the stage kind of unplayable, like, um, you know a couple things like Brainstar, that was on the verge of unplayable like but it still had the three platform kind of setup and in brawl like the stages we've seen so far they have these uh, these simple yet original uh setups that actually look kind of cool and um and I'm looking forward to just you know playing on something a little bit different from what we're used to yeah like in you know on the Donkey Kong stages from melee the logs like I want you know basic, simple, flat, you know, kind of uh, level platforms instead of, like, these crazy things that just happen to be platforms. But for, like, actual stages, I want there to be a good Metroid stage. And I'm, I've kind of been sick, you know, playing Melee of Brinstar where, you know, you, you attack the, the platforms and then they go, you know, springing outward or Brinstar Depths. I can't stand Brinstar Depths. I mean, just like a turning rock that you can't really grab ledges that much. And just watching computers try to, you know, jump, come back from those little stray platforms, it's just tedious and bothersome, so I, I really want a good Metroid stage this time around, and hopefully with Corruption they can pull something together that like that. I don't know, I, I, I'm not sure how much inspiration they're taking from Corruption. I mean, even the character design of Samus doesn't look like it's really lifted from Corruption since she has a brand new suit in that 
game. Like, I agree with you. I think that they could and they should make a stage for, for Metroid that is actually playable and fun, but I think they're they're almost ignoring the Prime series. There's there's nothing, no, almost no acknowledgement of it. And that's really a shame. For as fantastic as a series it is and how you know high-rated and reputed that it is for Nintendo, I mean, they should really use that as a selling point for their series, and that's almost a shame if they don't use the Prime series in some fashion. You know, it's I think the thing is, it's not popular in Japan. That might be it. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, Japan's given Ridley some props. Hopefully that helps that chances, am I right? Oh, yeah. I personally don't doubt that Ridley won't be in it. Just how I don't doubt Sonic will be in it. You know, there's something that kind of bugs me about people that just go off saying Sonic won't be in the game. Or, you know, I hope Sonic's in the game. Like, there's nothing to hope about. There's nothing to, to you know, there's no question. Sonic the Hedgehog, Mario's biggest rival, and Sega's biggest moneymaker is going to be in Smash. There's no question about it. It's politics. You know, corporate America, corporate world, they want to make money, and that's the best way to do it. I mean, that's like, you know, one of the points I said for Lucario being for Pokemon. And he's the best shot because he's their biggest asset right now, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the fourth generation is actually rather popular. It sold millions of copies already, and, you know, worldwide, it's gotten a lot of, you know, uh, props from people. So, I think Lucario will definitely, you know, be considered uh, in the offices, but I don't know if Sakurai's going to actually, you know, decide to take him. Not in the music, man. Are you as big of a music buff as I am? Sadly, I'm not, but I, I think that, you know, no one really is. You You love that music, don't you? It's wonderful. I mean, I just, you know, get video game soundtracks on my, you know, PC just as, like, normally. But I mean, you can't compare with some of the... Since I go on, like, forums and stuff, and you see all the collections that people have. And I'm not that crazy. But, you know, I just... I, I get into the video game music. That's, like, one of the highlights for me. Yeah, and, you know, something I've actually come to enjoy are, are the music updates, surprisingly so. Like, I like most of them. They're really good. I think... So far, my favorites are the uh, Zelda one, because it incorporates all of the best Ocarina of Time, you know, little tunes. And the uh, the Metroid one, I thought, was, was really, really good. Yeah, Snake, Zelda, Metroid, they've all all been fantastic, really. But those ones in particular have really stood out to me. I just wish that they could make it longer. You know, if they're, they're making them middies or whatever to begin with, if that's really the way that they're sticking, which, you know, I'm not too happy about. I would just rather have an entire sample... On the site, and I know you know there's internet streaming issues and stuff, but come on, you know, give us a little bit more for those who actually really want the music updates. I totally agree with that, actually. Um, and I agree also the MIDI thing. I was really looking forward to Brawl having some, you know, all orchestrated soundtrack kind of thing, like some extremely awesome, you know, kind of epic soundtrack. But uh, that that was one little disappointment I have to say with the music that they don't they they didn't decide to make it you know orchestrated and stuff. Yeah, and if you guys are wondering where we're coming from from this, obviously if you remember Pitch Descent, you know that when he's starting to fly down from the clouds, they play that exact same uh, underworld theme from Kid Icarus that we got on the site, and that was just the biggest disappointment for me because if it's a game riff from the video, then that's a pretty good indication to me. Yeah, and you know. But I think the music actually is is a big thing in the press press too right now. Um, I remember reading a couple articles on GameSpot and IGN and things um, where they're just like going off saying, "Wow, this has more you know composers than any other game ever, and is supposed to have one of the best soundtracks ever created and most diverse." So I I think that's you know definitely going to be a, a good selling point. 
Yeah, for composing music myself, I think it's almost a shame when you're just taking all your talent and then plugging it in a computer and then just having that chug it out for you instead of actually, you know, feeling the emotion that the music can create. But, you know, that's that's just me. I don't think that's just you. I think that's most people in general. Um, but anyways, um, what was next? Uh, online, was it? I think we got to talk about the taboo, man. Items. Oh, yeah. Items, man. Uh, I know everyone doesn't really want us to talk about items, but, you know, you, you just you just have to. Um, there was one thing that I've noticed, actually, just recently with the Golden Hammer update. Um, they said, you know, when you tap the A button, you'd hover in the air. And they literally gave a sentence where they said, that's kind of hardcore. That actually made me think, like, hardcore. They're, they're calling an item hardcore. And then I, I looked at all the item updates, and I realized... All of these items, with the exception of the really kind of dumb update of the banana peel, um, all these different items have, like, some second, you know, usage to them. You know, the gooey bomb you can pass off, the the bumper you can do it in the air now, and I realize that they're trying to take these items to another level, to the competitive level. You know, they have their usage for the beginners, and yet... They also have their usage for, you know, the more hardcore play- players, and I, I think that's that's wonderful, really. You know, you are so right. I think that the only problem that people have with items is that, oh, the exploding crates and all that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's very easy to take out of the game, and Sakurai's probably like, yeah, whoops, that was, that was probably a mistake on our part. But, yeah, they're really probably making a lot of efforts to try to get at least some items if, you know, they're not going to have all of them. I mean, banana peel, smoke bomb... You know, Pitfall is even maybe a little bit of a stretch, but, like, they're trying to get some items back in the competitive play, and I would be all for that. Yeah, and um, I, I think, you know, I have to issue a warning to all the listeners here. Uh, yeah, items are coming back for tournaments. You need to, you know, get over this. I mean, with the customization options that we've seen so far, I can be rather confident in saying that you'll be able to turn off the random exploding and or sliding you know, containers, and maybe even containers in general. So, you know, look out, because items are coming back, and you're just going to have to get over it. You can turn off in your games, but, you know, just be wary. I mean, honestly, would it not be just totally awesome in a tournament to just, you know, grab a smash ball because, hint, hint, it's an item, and then just unleash some sort of final smash to end the match? I mean, that's not luck like an exploding crate. You've got to fight to get that smash ball and then execute it in the best possible time. I mean, that takes skill as well, and it would just be amazing for the tournament scene to have, you know, final smash show- showdowns or something of that sort. I totally agree, and uh, actually, um, characters, it, it, would, it would help the balance so much more if items were used, because characters like Pichu and Mewtwo are meant to be item gods, but no one uses items, so all of a sudden they're one of the worst characters you can play with. You know, it's it's kind of sad. Plus, you know, what they used to do was people in tournaments used to actually memorize where these uh, items would spawn and stuff, and they'd kind of like, you know, hover around those spawning areas just in case an item would, you know, show up. So there are techniques to avoid items, to get items, uh, and and it would really change the metagame in, in a way I think would make it a lot more deep and, and more fun probably. 
You're right. I mean, talk about your broad viewpoint balance. I mean, guess who's back? Back again. Items are back, and that's, you know, we should be on the lookout for it, and if that's so, like, you heard it here first. So, Samurai Panda, let's talk about online. I know we were talking the day the update, update came out, and you said, yeah, well, you know, I saw this coming. You know, come on, like, let's explain. Like, what do you think about online? Yeah, you know, Yoko, like I said, um, to me, it was like hearing Mario is going to be in Smash Brothers. It was the most obvious thing ever. You know, I know there's this huge thread saying, oh my god, what if online not is not going to be in? Let's sign some petitions and stuff. Look, they said online was going to be in. They said it was going to be a little hard, but they're going to do it. You know, and there has been no reason to doubt that online was not coming. And the fact that people did kind of just, I don't know, it, it surprises me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you just say that it's, you know, human nature. You can always doubt something. But yeah, I mean, I, online was definitely going to be one of the things that they were going to have to add. You know, that's that's for sure. What I'm interested in seeing is actually, like, I, I expected what the implementation... Sorry. <laughs> the implementation that they have now, I was expecting that. I'm not going to lie. But what I want to see is if they will give options for searching for a one-on-one -on -one match versus a uh, four free-for-all. I've played most of these, you know, online Nintendo games. Uh, from Japan, I played Jump Superstars, which, if you don't, want that, don't know what that is, that is like Smash Brothers for the DS. It is awesome. Check it out. Um, I've also played Bleach DS Second, um, and I've played, you know, Mario Kart DS. So I've, I've had a lot of experience with how they've done this on the DS, at least, uh, for online, and... I, I'm a little disappointed because they don't give options for like one-on-ones. They don't give options for like you know turning on and off items, and I, I'm really hoping Brawl will because otherwise the you know online will just be me crossing my fingers and hoping two other people won't show up when I look for a game, you know. So it'll be a one-on-one. -on -one. I don't know. I, I I'm also looking forward to the the tournament uh, thing because like. The update actually, I don't know, it felt to me that it kind of hinted towards um, online. Because people who don't have a lot of friends, which is what they said, they're trying to make the game, you know, tournament mode fun for them too. Imagine tournament mode on Wi-Fi. Now that is something to look forward to. That would be very, very interesting. Hey, prop, props to Bleach, man. Gotta, gotta love Bleach. Anyway, back on topic. Um... Yeah, definitely. And they did mention the online updates that, you know, there will be different modes. So, I mean, you can't doubt that they'll have, you know, they won't have one-on-one -on -one matches because that's that's just a staple of Brawl. And they know that. If they know so many other things, that they at least know that. Online tournaments would be very interesting. Although, the I'm going to be mentioning the rundown already. It's going to be a problem when people have already, you know, poo-pooed on Melee's tournament mode saying that, oh, you can't do, you know, best of three or anything like that, and, like, it's almost still the same customizable option, so that's almost a little bit of disappointment there, but I am looking forward to online very much, and, yeah, the friend mode, uh, friend mode, excuse me, friend code thing, yeah, I mean, you you got to expect it from Nintendo, but they have give you the best of both worlds, and they've really given you the options despite all the troubles that they were saying in the beginning. They've really given us more than we really could have hoped for for something for a Nintendo online game. Yeah, you know, I, I really agree with that. Um, I, I don't get why, really, they are so stuck on these friend codes. And, you know, I think I'll be a little disappointed when the day comes that they've announced they're not using friend codes anymore and we'll be stuck with Brawl for the next um, six years or something playing with friend codes. But, I don't know, hopefully, you know, it'll, it won't be that much of a problem. 
I, I was really hoping they'd use the Wii friend codes too, because I think it would make a lot more sense to have one friend code per system versus, you know, one per game, which is just kind of it's just illogical to me. But anyways, um, don't we have a fan question for today? We sure do. Danon from Savannah, Georgia asks us, with Solid Snake's inclusion in Brawl, Nintendo seemingly snagged the rights to a great character who had predominantly appeared on Sony platforms. But ever since the announcement that Brawl would contain content from the upcoming PS3 exclusive Metal Gear Solid 4, this may create new Snake fans and attract players to the title, same way that Marth and Roy helped sell the Fire Emblem series, excuse me, series to the West. What are your thoughts on the possibility? Do you see this being a good or bad relationship for Sony and Nintendo, and as well as Konami? Alright, um, well, let me just put this out there. This um, Having Snake and Brawl will have absolutely nothing for the relationship between Sony and, and Nintendo. There's really nothing going on there. Um, you know, there has been Metal Gear Solid games in the past on the GameCube, um, and I don't really see it affecting the relationship at all. Yeah, Nintendo has said many, many times that they honestly don't give a crap about Sony and Microsoft. They are doing their own market-selling perspective, you know, catering to the casual gamer and stuff, and they're, they're not even really in competition, so they're just focusing on what they're trying to do. So Sony and Nintendo don't even think that, you know, we're going to be best buddies now that you've helped sell our game. Although at the same time, I do think that it's going to be a similar thing, like Roy and Marth helping to sell uh, Fire Emblem, that Snake will probably draw several people in Metal Gear Solid 4 because they'll be playing Brawl and saying, oh man, this snake guy is awesome. What's he from? Metal Gear Solid. How come I've never heard of that? But honestly, it's going to, I think it's really going to attract a whole new fan base and it's, it will help Sony a little bit, but you know, what have they gotten to go off of so far? Nintendo has had a lot of success already with not their hardcore games and Sony has had has you know already pulled several punches and still not really any much of a dent in the overall video game ranking so I mean yes I think it will help what do you think about Konami though I think actually that this will open the door for a DS game uh, because uh, in Japan DS is you know is the next big thing you know it's not not the next big thing it is the big thing the DS and the Wii uh, and it seems like everyone is jumping on that bandwagon to make a DS game and uh, even even Ninja Gaiden who make you know just you know Xbox games or you know PS3 games and I was surprised here to hear that they're doing a DS game too so you know what I think Konami will you know use this opportunity with Snake and Brawl to maybe make uh, one or two DS uh, Metal Gear Solid games I'm looking forward to that I mean Sakurai, uh, not Sakurai sorry the um, Hideo Kojima the guy that makes um, Snake he's actually made uh, a game or two on the DS already not Metal Gear games but Still, uh, it'll open up for Snake to you know arrive on that platform. Maybe uh, maybe Metal Gear Acid, which I hear wasn't that good. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you think Sony and Nintendo would be best buddies after this, well, I mean that's obviously not true. But Konami and Nintendo, I mean this this couldn't be a better move at all. I mean Kojima, Kojima is you know obviously best friends with Sakurai, or so you know so it seems, and this is just going to do be a financial business you know, miracle for them. I think it's just going to be a lot of, a t uh, grab a lot of attention for them. You know, definitely, I think we could see DS games. I mean, at first I thought you were saying we could see a Smash Brothers DS. I'm like, I don't know where you're getting that. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid games, I mean, definitely. I mean, now that Konami and Nintendo, they're probably going to be really close working partners. I mean, probably one of Nintendo's top third-party candidates. I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, uh, I think that's it for our first roundtable. Uh, what do you think, Yoko? 
I think it went splendidly. But yeah, let us know what you think. You know, post a comment in the general brawl discussion. Send a private message to either me or Samurai Panda. Or you can always email at dojopodcast at gmail.com. And I'd like to thank all of you for listening and enjoying this. You know, we're going on rants, and we don't know how long this is taking. It, you know, God, it might push the podcast to like 40 or 50 minutes. I don't know here. But you want to thank anyone, Samurai Panda? Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to thank um, Silver777. Uh, she has made an awesome picture of me, and I just thought she deserved a shout-out for that. That is that's really cool, and thank you. I, I'm really I'm really happy about that. And um, you know what? Also, I want to thank all the people that contributed to last season, and hopefully, you know, um, people won't rip on me uh, as much as they did Sariku. Uh, Sariku, I must say, I, I liked your stuff. I'm, I'm kind of sad to see you go. Uh, and hopefully you'll th- send in a BV or something, you know? Uh, and that's it, I guess. Yeah, keep up the support, guys. This is just the beginning. Check out Mail Time next week. If you don't know what Mail Time is, basically, and you can always check the thread, but it's going to be you can send in questions that you want me to personally answer, and I'll probably answer around three or so. Um, and, you know, if time allows, we'll do some more, but it'll be a chance for you to get to know me, and then I'll be asking questions back at the end of the show to you know get to know you guys. So, you know, keep the support up. This is just the beginning for Show Me Your News. And with that, I'm Yoko. And I'm Samurai Panda. And we're out. And that was the first edition of the Roundtable. Now it's time to get ready for this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from Pithman 2. There is one possible way to eliminate clones such as Dr. Mario and Pichu from taking up character spots, but still including them in the game. And that's by means of alternate costumes. Let's pass it on over to Pithman 2 for his thoughts on the subject. Hello Smashers, my name is Piffman2. I don't post on the boards, but I do read them, and one thing that has annoyed me is that everyone is convinced that some characters from Melee won't be coming back in Brawl. I know Sakurai supposedly said the same thing, but that was back in 2006. Specifically, people think that many clones will be cut. Personally, I don't mind if characters like Dr. Mario and Pichu get cut, but someone must like them, and that wouldn't be fair to them, now would it? My viewpoint will be on how Sakurai can include these characters in the game without taking up roster space, an idea that ca- that has shown up on the boards through alternate character costumes. First, let's look at some costumes from Melee. For the most part, they were the same characters, just with different colors or accessories. However, one of Peach's color changes turned her into an entirely separate character, Daisy. One of Captain Falcon's turned him into Blood Falcon. Also, one of Mario's color changes was into a classic Wario color. Brawl seems to be taking a giant leap forward ahead of everything that was in Melee, and costumes should be no different. Now on to Brawl. Let me first say that every character with an original moveset in Melee should return in Brawl, including my main Marth. Although he looks similar to Ike, apparently Ike is a heavy character, and should play very differently. Anyway, back onto costumes. Alternate character costumes should follow two rules. First, the characters must have all the same moves, so Wind Waker Link shouldn't be a Link costume because Wind Waker Link should have a unique moveset. Second, the alternate character should be from the same series. For example, Ganondorf would not be an alternate costume for Captain Falcon. That said, alternate character moves might be the same, but they could have different properties. And also, if you don't want to use an alternate character, you could simply change the color of your costume, like before. This could be as simple as choosing between two icons on the character's select screen, color or costume. Color would change the color, and costume would change the costume. That sounds easy, right? It would also draw more attention to the alternate costumes, because in Melee, it was more like a secret. Now on to some other things I noticed people saying in regard to character costumes. 
First, when Kirby sucks up an alternate character, it shouldn't be too hard to have him take on an alternate appearance and alternate properties, but even if he didn't, I wouldn't care. Also, it shouldn't be too hard to swap out the character miles for a Final Smash, even if the Final Smash makes no sense for the alternate character. Finally, I think it would be cool if you started out with the color change option and had to unlock the alternate character costumes. Also, the alternate characters should appear in the subspace emissary as themselves. For example, if Wolf is an alternate costume for Fox, Wolf should show up in the subspace emissary storyline. I'd like to end this viewpoint by sharing some alternate character costume ideas. Also, all these ideas are not mine. Mario and Dr. Mario. Pokemon should have their evolutions as alternate character costumes, like Pikachu, Pichu, and Raichu. Yoko should like that last one. Wario and Classic Wario, and Luigi should at least have a Waluigi color scheme, if not a Waluigi costume. Peach and Daisy, and Captain Falcon and Blood Falcon like before, Ness and Lucas, Diddy and Dixie, Fox and Wolf since they look kinda similar, and that could open the door for Falco and Crystal to have unique movesets, Pokemon Trainer and a female trainer, and Ash, and Pokemon Trainers from other games, Meta Knight and Mirror Meta Knight, Bowser and Skeleton Bowser from the new Super Mario Bros., Yoshi and Birdo, Snake, Old Snake, and Liquid Snake, Olimar and Louie, and Louie, Marth and Roy, Ike and the Black Knight, Samus and Dark Samus, and uh, Samus's other suits like the Fusion suit and Phazon suit and PED suit and all that. Um, in the My Music update, Sakurai mentioned how he wants to appeal to Nintendo fans of all ages. If characters like Link had an Ocarina of Time costume, that could appeal to fans that might not have played Twilight Princess. Finally, if Sonic is in, Shadow should definitely be a costume. I really hope Sakurai includes an alternate character costumes option. By using alternate character costumes, Sakurai can add more characters while saving roster space, remove clones, and still provide the incredible Nintendo fan service that Smash Brothers is known for. Terrific job, Piffman 2! How they handle alternate costumes is really something I'm looking forward to seeing. I don't know about Raichu being in the game as a Pikachu alternate costume, though. As happy as that would make me, I think it's just too far of a stretch. Anyway, that'll do it for this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. Would you like to hear your Brawl opinions and views played here on Show Me Your News? Send a wave, MP3, or a WMA file with you discussing a topic of your choosing to dojopodcast at gmail.com. That's D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And you may hear your voice and rant featured and heard as the next Brawl Viewpoint. You may also get your views heard by sending your discussion in text format to D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com to have Yoko read your opinions on the air. Suggested length for discussion is roughly 1.5 to 2 pages in length, single-spaced. Submissions will be taken through the Friday before the episode's premiere. And that's all for this week's episode of Show Me Your News. I'd like to personally thank Piffman2 for sending in his brawl viewpoint and the amazing Samurai Panda for his contributions to the roundtable. Please make sure to send in questions for next week's mail time. Plus, if you love Samurai Panda's work and want him to join me in the mail time section, please let us know in the thread. I am always in need of your brawl viewpoints, so please don't be afraid to send them on in either. My name is Yoko, and you can either post on the Show Me Your News topic and general brawl discussion, private message me, or email me at dojopodcast at gmail.com for feedback and suggestions for next time. Next week, like every week, I'll go over the week that was on smashbros.com. I surely hope for a character this coming week. Hopefully, we can expect newcomers to be spread out like every other week until release. But, you know, the more the better. With that, I'm Yoko, and I'm out. This has been Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl.
All support comes from the Smash Builds Forum at smashboards.com and the Smash Brothers blog at www.smashbrawl.com. This week's shout-out goes to Samurai Panda. Who else? He's the guy that, in essence, brought me to the Smash Brothers with his famous translation thread. It's an honor to be working with him, and I hope you all embrace him in the Show Me News community even better than when you did when he submitted his Brawl viewpoint. Thank you so much, Samurai Panda. Show me your news! Our hearts. But I'll admit I wasn't looking at your heart 